Yesterday we started with the first shloka of the Sahasranama. We did not cover the other shlokas that which we usually see. It is because they are not spoken by Bhishma himself. But when we do the stotra as a chanting, then we include all those other shlokas. Rashir Namna Sahasrasya Veda Vyaso Mahamunihi Chando Nushtupta Devo Bhagavan Devaki Sutaha from there till the Dhyana Shloka completion. So that we have omitted. Continuing with what Bhishmaji says, <coughs> the first shloka, repeat after me. Vishwam Vishnur Vashatkaro Bhuta Bhavya Bhavat Prabhu Bhuta Kradbhuta Bradbhavo Bhutatma Bhuta Bhavanaha So Vishwam, we elaborately saw the meaning. <coughs> Vishwasya Jagatah Karanatvena Vishwam Iti Uchate Brahma. For this entire creation, the cause is that Parabrahma. Therefore, the entire creation is recognized as his presence. Therefore, it is called Vishwam. That Paramatma is called Vishwam. Then the second meaning is Vishati iti Vishwam Tatsrishtva Tadevanupra Vishata. He created it and he became the very core, the very dharma, the very essence of this entire creation. Therefore, that Paramatma is known as Vishwam. So, having seen that, <coughs> Now the next word that is taken is Vashatkaraha. Vashatkaraha is a very 
technical term when in a very orthodox way when we do the havan and yaga there are certain words that we hear most of us would definitely recognize one word which is swaha that much we all recognize agnaye swaha idannamama indraye swaha idannamama rudraya swaha idannamama but before offering all these as the swahakara the invocation of the yagna purusha is done through the mantras called vashatkaraha so that which is being invoked in the yagnas is nothing but that paramatma alone vashatkaraha yad uddeshya vashat kriyate saha vashatkaraha vashatkaraha means that which we are invoking so in and through when we are actually praying to any form whom are we act- in essence invoking we are invoking that paramatma alone when we name our children the lord's name and we repeat those names whom are we actually invoking though the intended one is this child but then the actual patent royalty goes to him that is why when ajamila the story comes in bhagavatam that though he called his son when he saw the yamadutas but then vishnu bhagwan vishnu sends his people they are called the parshadas so these parshada they come down to protect this ajamila and i like that name ajamila it is as if the lord is saying ajamila now come meet me he has sent his own people to usher him to vaikuntha there there is a discussion between the parshadas and the yamadutas wherein the parshadas educate the yamadutas saying that though he has called his son but the actual invocation is of that paramatma alone so that which is being invoked vashat kriyate iti vashatkaraha and our shrutis in the taitriya samhita it is said yagnyo vai vishnu that very yagna is nothing but bhagwan vishnu and it is with that very concept that when we eat food the shloka that we chant is from the bhagavad gita brahmarpanam brahmavihi brahmagnau brahmanahutam brahmaivatena gantavyam brahma karma samadhina that unto which it is being offered that which is being offered that who is relishing it all of these factors are nothing but that paramatma alone all this goes directly in invoking that paramatma 
does in every action, when we start an action, there is a, they don't say, when they do say that, but in Hindi they say that when you know you have to inaugurate something or when you have to open something, so they say Shubharamb or they say, did you do the Sri Ganesha of it? Sri Ganesha meaning, did you do the initial puja thinking of that Bhagwan Ganeshji and did you start? So, whatever action that we do, before the action and after the action, if we invoke that Paramatma and do it, just do the smaran of that Paramatma and do it. So, all that action goes to whom, goes unto whom? It is to that Paramatma alone. Thus, the one who is being invoked in every action, especially in the Yajna Karma, is Bhagavan Vishnu himself. Vishwam, oh, we did not do Vishnu, right? We went directly to Vashatkara. It just reminded me of that. <coughs> So, that is Vashatkaraha. So, what is Vishnu? Vishnu, if you look at various descriptions of various gods, the word Vishnu is invariably used there. Shuklam, Baratharam, Vishnum, Shashivarnam, Chaturbhujam, Prasannavadanam, Dhyayet, Sarva Vignopashantaye. Which God are we invoking through this particular shloka? Lord Ganesha. So once I heard a very funny meaning. And some misconstrued story that Ganeshji is powerful than Vishnu. And that is what the word Vishnu there means. By some Panditji he was doing puja and he was giving that meaning. I could not stop myself laughing. There Vishnu does not mean this avatar of the Lord. But Vishnu there means from the essential standpoint, all these different gods that we invoke, they are Vishnu. Why? All pervasive that they are. There is not a single particle in this world where they are not existing. When this entire universe, the Lord is the very heart of this universe, is there a place in this universe wherein the Lord exists not? So, in that regard, Lord is always worshipped as or invoked as Vishnu. Sarva Vyapakatvat. Because He is there everywhere. Vishnu. Veveshti. Vyapnoti iti Vishnu. Vishnu word comes from the root word Vevesha. Veveshti meaning that which is permeating. Vyapnoti, that which is spread in everything. Usually, when I give this particular meaning of Paramatma being 
permeating every particle in this universe, it always reminds me of Rasgulla. I am not talking about the canned rubbery kind of uh, material, especially when something is made fresh. When I say fresh, I also don't mean made from ricotta cheese. Fresh from paneer. Ah. So the milk is split by adding vinegar or whatever, lemon. And then the paneer is extracted. You squeeze the water out of it. And then make it a homogeneous mass. And from that homogeneous mass, you make small, small balls out of it. And you boil water and add sugar in it. Made a simple syrup. There are different kinds of syrups, okay. This is just a simple syrup. A simple syrup, you don't need to check the consistency and other things. You just mix it in the boiling water and you are done. And to flavor it, add little cardamom. Ah. And then add these balls in there. And allow it to soak all that syrup. And then when you taste it, the syrup has gone permeating into every pore of that little cheese ball. Paneer ball. If it is not, then you are not a good cook. If the ball in the water cracks up, then you have not done a good job. It has to maintain its shape and yet soak and swell. In that well made, in and through what is permeating, is that sugar syrup. Similarly, this entire universe is permeated by that Paramatma alone. That who permeates this entire universe to support its existence as its very existence. That Supreme is recognized as Vishnu. Vishwam Vishnuhu Vashatkaraha. Vishwam Vishnur Vashatkaraha. <coughs> and then continuing with the fourth word. What is the fourth word? The fourth word is Bhuta Bhavya Bhavat Prabhuhu. It's all one word. These days, people have this fancy of new name. Where do we get new name? Tell them Rama or you know such simple these are old names. Rama, Krishna, these are old names. We need something new. So recently it happened. I said, name your child Bhuta Bhavya Bhavat Prabhu. What is this? You wanted some fancy name, there you go, a fancy name. 
This is also a name of the Lord. Bhuta Bhavya Bhavat Prabhu. What does it mean? <coughs> Bhutam, that which is existing. Bhavyam Bhavat, that which was, that which is, and that which would be, meaning the past, present, and future. For all that which was, which is, and which would be, the only supreme. Boss, Prabhu, is known as this Vishnu. For everything that has been created, everything that is existing and everything that would be created, for all that expression of the past, present and future is sustained by, is Protected by that Paramatma. Bhuta Bhavya Bhavat Prabhu. <clears throat> and when we say Prabhu, there is a, a, a little uh, description here he, Adi Shankaracharya gives. He says, there is no Kala Bheda in that Prabhu. That there is no you know, difference of time in that lordship. Because the lord himself creates time. Even that time as a concept is sustained by the lord. So the question is redundant when somebody asks, when was God created? Or who created God? When did God exist to be? That which is eternal is called God. If it is not eternal, it is not God. So, Kala Bheda does not exist in Prabhu. But all that which from our perspective is past, present and future is supported by, is by that Paramatma alone. The substratum is that Paramatma. Therefore, he is called the boss of past, present and future. A little intricate detail. <clears throat> In fact, from his standpoint, there is neither past nor present nor future. Because past, present, future is just a point of reference. What can be past for me can be still in present for you. There's a simple example, not going into the technicalities of it. Because Adi Shankaracharya goes into the technicality of it into pages. I'll give you a simple example. Supposing you and I are standing, but the only difference is you are standing on a tall building on the top floor, maybe a 10 floor building and I am standing on the ground and we are both connected through our cell phone, we are talking to each other. 
there is a yellow car that passes. That yellow car, for me and for the one who is standing on the 10th floor, is in the present moment. Agreed? So the person standing up there calls me and says, Do you see that black car on your right hand side? I don't. From that standpoint, for him, that black car which may have passed me couple of minutes ago, which was in my present, now it is in my past. But for that person, it is still in his present. I says, at least can you see the red car coming? For me, it is the future. But for him, it is his present. Now, when we can understand the past, present, future changes with reference, from that paramatmic standpoint, there is neither past, nor present, nor future. There is just the presence. So, for that which is the presence, alone can sustain this what we experience with our limitation as past, present, future can be sustained by that presence alone. And that presence is called Prabhu, Bhuta Bhavya Bhavat Prabhu. <clears throat> and then the next word says, Bhutat, Bhuta Krit Bhuta Brit Bhavo, Bhutat Ma Bhuta Bhavanaha. Bhuta Krit, Bhuta Krit, this is Rajogunam Samashritya. Virinchi rupena bhutani karoti iti bhutakrit. Rajogunam samashritya. When that Paramatma completely identifying with his own rajasik shakti, he becomes Virinchi. Virinchi is another name for Brahmaji. So, here it is not Brahman, it is that Brahmaji, the one who was born with five heads and then later was downgraded with four heads. <clears throat> so, he was born as a penta processor, then he got downgraded to quad core, quad processor. And to run this world, he requires that kind of amazing processing. And that Brahmaji is the expression of Paramatma who has identified with his own Rajasik nature. Maya is of three gunas, Sattvic, Rajasik and Tamasik. When Paramatma identifies with his own Rajasik nature, he expresses as Brahmaji. Virinchi Rupena Bhutani Karoti all this creation was envisioned, planned and executed. And that is how we all came into being, existence. So, from that perspective, that Paramatma is called Bhutakrit. Krit meaning to do. To do what? To create as the creator 
of all this creation. Bhutakrit. And then he says, <clears throat> Tamogunam Asthaya Sa Rudratmana Bhutani Krimtati Krunoti Hinasti Iti Bhutakrit. The same word Bhutakrit is being given a new definition. Krintati. Krintati means to dissolve. The same Paramatma when identifying with the tamasic nature of Paramatma becomes or expresses as Rudra. Tamogunam Ashritya or Tamogunam Asthaya Rudratmana expressing as Rudra, what does he do? Bhutani Krintati. Krintati dissolves all this creation back unto himself. Therefore also that Paramatma is called Bhutakrit. See that is the beauty of Samskritam. One, one word we are giving various different meanings. Bhutakrit, one meaning is from the Rajasic aspect it is Brahmaji. From the Tamasic aspect it is the Rudratmaka. Rudratmaka, the one who dissolves this entire creation. And then <coughs> it said Bhutabhrat. Bhutabhrat. The same Paramatma Sattvagunam Adhishthaya Identifying with the sattvic guna of his shakti, maya shakti, what does he become? He becomes Vishnu. It is the same Paramatma. The identification and the expression changes what is being expressed. You go into a South Indian family. First course, second course, third course, fourth course. Everything is nothing but a variety of rice. Not just rice. It is a variety of rice. Add little turmeric and little seasoning and squeeze a little lemon into it. The same rice becomes lemon rice. Leave it as is white rice, which is the main mountain. And you make a oasis in that mountain, wherein you can swim in that sambar or rasam when you pour into it. The same white rice, you add milk into it. Little coconut cream into it. Add little uh, sugar or jaggery into it. Then it becomes payasa. Payasa is actually from the root word 
piousy, meaning that which is filled with milk. So, the extract of that milk with rice is called pahayasa. To conclude it all, the same white rice, mixed it with curd and again seasoning into it and it becomes dhadi odana. Dadhi means curd, odana means rice. Dadhi odana or curd rice. Essentially what is it? Rice. Similarly, Paramatma identifying with different seasonings of Sattvic, Rajasic and Tamasic. With the Rajasic he becomes Brahmaji. With the Tamasic identification he becomes Rudra or Shiva. With the Sattvic identification he becomes Vishnu. So the trinity that as we claim is essentially that Paramatma alone. And each one of these trinities, in order to function in their own field, to, to maintain their particular field, they require different Shaktis. So, in order to create, the Shakti that Brahmaji requires, is vast amount of knowledge or data. How to, where to, how not to, when to, lots of you know, requirement of knowledge database. Therefore, his Shakti is none other than Saraswati Devi who is the very embodiment of all knowledge conceivable. Though the painters and the, the, the artists, they paint Brahmaji separately from Saraswati ji. But in, in fact, Shakti is actually inseparable aspect of that Brahmaji. Like the other day we took the example, my speaking is my Shakti. I can exist without my Shakti. But if I have to express, I use my Shakti. So can I make myself separate from my own Shakti? They are inseparable. Now, there is another uh, question which many times when we are asked by our fellow workers or the other Americans here, we are like dumbfounded, like, um, I don't know. One question that we, ask, we get asked is, why is it that your gods have more than one spouses? You Hindus are actually, you, you follow the monogamy. Why, are they, why is it that your gods are polygamous? Why do they have that many spouses, consorts? Now, once you understand the inseparable aspect of Shakti, are we limited with one Shakti only, even at our level? I can speak, I can sing, 
though many may not claim that as a skill of mine, but I use it skillfully. If in a Balvihar class, if the you know the children are not listening to me, then I threaten them. If you don't, if you are not silent in next three minutes or three seconds, beware, I'll start singing. And immediately I have the needed response. Everybody is silent. So is that not skillfully used? So we can have more than few shaktis. And all these shaktis are my own expression and they are inseparable from me. In order to you know, dissolve and destroy everything, what is the shakti that Lord Rudra requires? There are two formats of Bhavani. Two, two formats of Parvatiji. One is called Saumya form. Saumya form in a very benign form. In benign form, she is also praised as Annapurna Devi. She is the one who feeds. But, mess with her. Most of mothers sitting here would agree with me. You keep telling your household, people in your house, do this, don't do this. You constantly keep reminding them, almost to the effect of being called a nagging. And one fine day, you let it loose. That is called the Rudraatmakam. The terrible form. She becomes Durga Bhadrakali. And even that terrible form, Kali Rupa, she is not just Kali. She is Bhadrakali. Why did she take the terrible form? So as to bring Bhadratva equanimity to bring in that balance. So once you take that Raudra form, mother sitting here can vouch. Is there an impact? I am not saying how long it will last. I am not arguing on that aspect. But is there an impact? Similarly, his Shakti to dissolve this entire creation is in the form of Durga or Bhadrakali. So they are inseparable. Now Vishnu, what is his job? He is Satvika. That is described here. It is said... <clears throat> Why is he called Prabhu? The actual definition comes here. This is Bhutani Bhibarti Palayati Dharayati Poshayati Iti Bhuta Bhrat. You know, when somebody is called the Prabhu or the boss or the head of an institution or a family, they should necessarily have these qualities. Bibharti, <clears throat> first quality. 
is to protect that which you are responsible for. And because it is the responsibility of the husband to protect wife and children, he is called Bharta. Bhivarti iti Bharta. Not the Hindi Bhaiganka. Bhaiganka bhi Bharta hota hai na. Here we are talking Sanskrit. The one who protects Bhivarti. Or the one who should be protecting is called Prabhu. Bhivarti. The second one, Palayati. Palayati nourishes. Or Palayati can also mean rules. Maintains that discipline and balance. Palayati. Dharayati. Dharayati also supports the individuals. Many times the imbalance between Palayati and Dharayati, there is a lot of rupture in the household. Yes, you are, you know, you bringing in little discipline to maintain that balance is required. But at what cost? Not at the cost of the individual's growth. To support that individual and the individual's growth is also the responsibility of that head. Palayati dharayati cha. Palana and dharana. Support also should be given. Support with complete trust. Palayati dharayati. And then poshayati. Poshayati to feed and nourish is the responsibility of that Vishnu. Hence, therefore, he is called Bhuta Bhrat. And that he is doing without being prayed unto. <laughs> he is not equating it. That if you constantly pray unto me alone, then I will bhibarti, uh, palayati, dharayati, poshayati, I will take care of it. If you don't, you know, he is not a mean businessman. He doesn't treat this world like a business. That is where our Goswami Tulsi Dasji's bhajan he says, Bhagwan, today I recognize you. But even up until today, when I did not recognize your glory, you have been taking care of me. I just hope and pray that you continue doing what you are good at. Take care of me. Because I am in this world and Maya with various uh, various shades of it, the impact of it on our lives is so strong that I may possibly forget you again. But please, you don't forget me or your responsibility. Sambhava hai. 
झंझटों में तुझको मैं बुला डालू पर नाथ तू कहीं मुझे बुला ना देना बट ओ लॉर्ड यू डोंट फॉरगेट मी देर इज एवरी पॉसिबिलिटी दैट आई मे फॉरगेट यू वाई यू आर भूत अभृत एंड भगवान विष्णु जॉब और जॉब डिस्क्रिप्शन इन मेंटेनिंग दिस वर्ल्ड हाउ डज ही डू इट वॉट इज हिज शक्ति इफ यू वॉन्ट टू मेंटेन समथिंग फ्लॉलेसली वॉट डू यू रिक्वायर वॉट इज द मोस्ट एसेंशियल इनग्रीडियंट इज अज बैकअप ऑफ रिसोर्सेस and she is called lakshmi ji she is his resource source for everything to do these four different kinds of jobs bibharti palayati poshayati and dharayati but when we worship we worship lakshmi ji as wealth Wealth is one aspect of Lakshmi ji. Dhana Lakshmi is one aspect of it. Dhana Lakshmi, Dhanya Lakshmi, Vidya Lakshmi, Vijaya Lakshmi, Saubhagya Lakshmi, Virya Lakshmi, Gaja Lakshmi, Moksha Lakshmi, Santana Lakshmi. there are all various aspects of that lakshmi ji they are all her resourcefulness and with that shakti he is the bhut abhrut <clears throat> and then continuing he says bhut akrut bhut abhrut bhavah 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 what does it mean प्रपंच रूपेण भवती प्रपंचर प्रपंच मीन्स द वर्ल्ड वाई इज द वर्ल्ड कॉल्ड प्रपंच वेरी ब्यूटिफुल वेन यू गोइंग टू संस्कृत एंड स्टार्ट समटाइम्स यू गेट कैरीड अवे इन संस्कृत See the prapancha word comes from combination of two words, pra and pancha. Prakarshena prakatita pancha mahabhutaya. That which is the expression of a combination of five different elements. भूमिरापो नलो वायु खम अर्थ वॉटर फायर एयर एंड स्पेस फाइव एलिमेंट्स आई वॉज वॉचिंग सम कार्टून विथ सम चिल्ड्रन एंड आई इट वॉज दी लेट मी रिमेंबर द एयर बेंडर what airbender is it did you hear that the last airbender i think ha 
and there also they have the same elemental uh, forces and mastering these elemental forces. The five of them. <clears throat> these five elements in their permutations and combinations expresses forth as this universe. And that which is sustaining these five to express as this universe, he is called Bhava. Bhava to be, to exist. And that is why, whenever we see this entire universe, we always cognize it with its existential reality. We have, you see all this, right? Do you see this lectern? And I say in a sentence, this is a lectern. When you say this is, that word is, what does it represent? It represents its presence, its being, its existence. Everything that is, is experienced and cognized, supported by its existence. That existence is the reality. That existence is called Bhavaha. Once a sixth grader asked me a very beautiful question. I was talking to him about different aspects of God in that class. And this sixth grader says, so then, when he was consumed in that thought, you could see it. As long as you are, you know, this, you are alive, you can see that there is God. Is there God in dead body? That was an intriguing question. Because with your definition, we recognize even that dead body as its presence, as its existence. So, existing that dead body is their God. Yes, God exists even in that form. But since it cannot be sustained in that form... We either burn it or bury it before it gets contaminated. But God exists even there. It is to that existential reality we call here as Bhavaha. That which expresses as existence. That is the existential aspect of it. Now, the next aspect is Bhutatma. Bhutanam Atma Antaryami. You may have heard this famous bhajan, right? Tu Antaryami Sabka Swami. So, that aspect is being explained here. That every aspect of this creation, the sentiency, 
that that life, the spark of life, is called God. See, there is no mysticism in any of these words that are expressed. We add that layer of mysticism and alienate God from ourselves. Nowhere so far it has been said that God is somewhere, somewhere out there and you have to go find him. Though many of the Tirtha Kshetras are in remote corners, you have to climb those hills, some corner, remote corner he will be there. That is the Saguna. But then the definition of God, there is no alienation, there is no mysticism. And what simple aspect is being said? That which you see as sentiency, as that spark of life, is the expression of Paramatma. It's not just the expression of Paramatma, it is Paramatma himself. Do we not interact with this sentient and insentient world constantly? But what is the attitude with which we are interacting with this world? Wherever is our level of maturity, we perceive the world outside with that level of maturity alone. So you go into a new town. Whoever is with whatever kind of vasana, don't we search for that kind of uh, avenue? For somebody who only loves to download spirituality. I am talking about liquid spirit. Even in a new town, what is the first thing that they will look out for? You know what they will look out for. If there is somebody who is into sports, what is the first thing that they will look out for? And let me bring another uh, valid example. We are all Indians, right? Supposing you are moving from this city to another city. Where is it that you will move your family to? Not an Indian uh, place. You are actually looking out for... It was my observation. I thought you would tell me. Ah, good school district. And wherever you have the rating of it as a good school district, invariably you will find lot of Indians there. Therefore, you end up in a Indian neighborhood. But otherwise, what are you looking for? Is a good school district. Whatever is your status at that time, you relate to the prapancha, you relate to the world from that standpoint alone. That is why they say, yad bhavam tad bhavati. Whatever is the intensity within, that is what we experience outside. Since we assume ourselves to be this body, mind and intellect, when we see other beings, 
we are not interacting with that conscious principle that spark of life but instead we are trying to interact with the other body mind and intellect if we are at the level of body we are interacting with others at that body level if we are emotional we are interacting with that kind of group See, many times when we talk about husband and wife and compatibility usually i am not making I'm making a very generic statement usually husband is supposed to be the intellectual and, and the wife is supposed to be the emotional one and they come they say she doesn't understand me he doesn't understand me there apples and oranges totally different so i usually tell that now you have to behave like one wherever your interaction as a family requires an emotional perspective let her take the lead role wherever it is the decision and the, the lead role of the intellect required you take a lead role so thereby you are using both of your capacities as assets rather than digging into each other and pulling each other down because we are at that level of body mind and intellect we see only body mind and intellect but what is the greatest upasana that wherever we interact with if we can raise our awareness consciously to that spark of life within then what i see and perceive not body mind and intellect but that spark of life illumining behind that body mind and intellect then there is no friction there is no spardha there is no competition with the world outside and because it is only at the level of body mind and intellect there is comparison there is confusion there is competition and since i cannot win i'll let you not win also i'll pull you also down the various kinds of misconstrued mind games come into picture you raise that awareness within to that level then the complaint will not be you know i may raise my level but then you know the world is like that uh, how do you interact with that world pehle raise to karke dekho you raise to that level and you will not see this pettiness we perceive that pettiness because that is where we are so when the first time i read this statement or heard it from gurudev as about 14 13 years old it bothered me for a while for few years you see bad in this world because that is what you are gurudev said i couldn't digest that statement i am not that bad but i see it but it doesn't mean that i am that bad it didn't make sense to me but seeing it from this perspective of our 
maturity and identification. In fact, in Hindi there is a statement. They say, Pati Parameshwara. If Pati is Parameshwara, what is Patni? Come on. He is Parameshwari. Even when you are doing your responsibilities towards your children, towards your uh, family, towards your brother, sister and everybody, it is not that you are doing it unto that body. But you are serving that body because it is enlivened with that spark of life and it is to that spark of life that you are offering your services to. That is what Namaste means. Namaste is uh, a sandhi, a, a word made of two words. Namaha, te. It is not tvam. Tvam means, in English it is all you. In Hindi it would be tu, te, aap. Who is that te? That spark of life, that Paramatma, because of which that body, mind and intellect is functioning, unto that Paramatma. How am I offering it? Namaha. Namaha. There is no mind or that ego involved. Throwing that, uh, throwing that ego aside, I offer salutations unto that Paramatma within you. And in that humility, bring two hands together and offer that salutation. It is to that Bhutatma, that spark of life which is enlivening all sentient beings, unto that is our interaction and service to be dedicated to. Try shifting that attitude. Many times, people come back with questions. But Swamiji, I tried doing it, but it is the same old person there, you know. The same nasty habits. I can't tolerate it. Meaning what? You are not even seeing that body, mind and intellect. You are seeing it only through the perspective of memory. You are not even seeing that individual. You are seeing the image of that individual that has been formed in your mind. And to that aspect you are reacting or responding to. You know, where is the service to that Paramatma? Every Sunday when we stand and put our hands on our heart and we chant service to the nation is the service to the Lord of Lords. It is from this perspective of Bhutatma 
that Gurudev has composed that. That that service which we are taking off is the service to that Paramatma in all these forms. Then it would not become the need of that individual to be served. It is my need because I am serving Paramatma in that form. Bhuta Bhrut Bhuta Bhrut Bhavaha Bhutatma. <clears throat> when somebody asked me 2012, will this world come to an end? Now we know it is not, right? Because now it is a experience. It is just that you know one part of the calendar end uh, that particular circle ended. There must be another circle starting from 2013 in the Mayan calendar. Anyway, it is Maya's calendar. <laughs> so I give them the meaning of this shloka. Bhuta Bhavanaha. Bhuta Bhavanaha. He is the one who constantly janayati vardhayati bhutani. He is the one who creates us all, provides the opportunity, gives us the scope so that we improve upon ourselves and reach unto him. What is the purpose of life? You know, to be successful, to have lot of name, fame, to do something that you really like, to do something that you are really passionate about. These topics you can speak in a classroom of youth, in the Yuva Kendra. It's fine. But is that the purpose of life? This beautiful life that has been given unto us is an opportunity from that Lord. As a wild card, as a grace. Do we really deserve it? Think about it. If you are really sincere about it, take a book. Write down. All the known mistakes that you have committed so far. Known mistakes. If it comes to an end, then ponder upon all the unknown mistakes that we may have committed. And take a page. Write all the great good things that you have done. One is a notebook. The other one is a paper. One paper, one sheet of paper is more than sufficient. If in this very life, our pattern is this 
I can't say it the way these kids say it here. Pathetic. <laughs> Does it mean that our past lives were that great? In spite of this, we all have been given this opportunity. For what? Bhuta Bhavana. Because he is the one who provides the scope, opportunity and the field for us to grow constantly. The one who provides that Vardhayati. There is this beautiful <coughs> uh, poem. It is called Footsteps. I am sure you must have read it. If not, please read it. Even just Google Footsteps poem, you would get it. The gist of it is, you know, there was this uh, person, he was in trouble and he prays to God and God says, don't worry, look at the footprints behind. He says, there are two sets. The one is yours and one is mine. So I am always there with you, God says. And really there is a trouble. And he cries for the Lord. And just to assure himself, he turns around, he finds only one set of footprints. That God, right at that moment when I wanted you, you have abandoned me. The Lord says, Buddhu, they are not your footprints. They are my footprints. I am actually carrying you. When we say we trust in God, do we really trust in God? That He is taking care of us? When we chant, Sunday after Sunday, Tvameva Mata Chapita Tvameva Tvameva Bandhuscha Sakha Tvameva That one shloka, everybody chants loud. When we say that he is our father, mother, he is our everything, do you consciously not take care of your children? Yes or no? Simple question. Would you ever put them in danger? When we mortals take care of our children, and he is our father, would he abandon us? The one who does not abandon us in spite of us and yet provide that graceful opportunities in our life, he is called Bhuta Bhavana. <clears throat> Vishwam Vishnur Vashatkaro Till this Bhuta Bhavanaha, we have just covered one shloka today. Then each word has that amazing beauty and depth in it. Now we move to the second shloka. Repeat after me. Putatma Paramatmacha. Cha. 
मुक्तानाम परमागति अव्यय पुरुषसाक्षी पुरुषसाक्षी क्षेत्रज्ञोक्षर पूतात्मा पूतात्मा दो एस सेड इन दी अर्लियर श्लोक दट हीज भूतकृत भूतभृत भूतभाव दो इट इज सेड बट येट हीज पूतात्मा पूतात्मा पूतः पूतः मीन्स पवित्र वॉट डज पवित्र मीन केवल निर्गुण All these different attributes that we are talking does not contaminate that Paramatma in his Paramatma sthiti. Though he supports and sustains the world and the beings in the world, yet there is no worldliness or limitations of the worldliness in him. Putatma, that pure he is. to fathom that becomes very difficult because it takes lot of effort to push us into a environment after getting into an environment to show complete responsibility and not get carried over by that responsibility is it's it's such a great task And to put it in a simple example, how influenced we get. Do you watch movies? All of you? There are one brand of movie watchers. I call them the Kleenex brand. They go to the movie theater. How much is the ticket these days? What? Seven ten dollars, twelve. Oh my! So they pay upfront, and then through the movie, <laughs> it was so good. You need three hours of crying. I can provide it free. <laughs> Give those twelve dollars donation. Chinmayi channel benefit. Tell you, <coughs> we go pay for it upfront, and then why do we end up crying? Because whatever is happening there. we get easily influenced by it now what to talk about various different responsibilities and roles that we play the knack is to wear that cap finish that responsibility remove that cap and be as you are 
but what happens we forget taking out that cap we go into the office as the boss wear the cap coming out of the office we have forgotten to put that cap back there and come back home and little some noise or something happens by the kid somewhere and there all that which was carried over from that office that cap is exhausted here for no no fault of that kid so the kid also understands papa is good but when he is back from the office let's play hide and seek let us not get in front of that father because he is he is not a father there he is still the boss we get contaminated with the roles that we play <clears throat> but paramatma though he plays takes up this beautiful roles as the creator as the sustainer as the dissolver does not get contaminated still remains putatma guna uparagah svechhatah without getting influenced by those gunas stays uncontaminated by them uses them expresses through them but does not get contaminated what a beautiful tip for stress free life paramatma why is sukha swarupa paramananda swarupa because he knows how to play his roles well when he plays into that role he is 100% into it but when he steps out of it he is 100% out of it he doesn't carry it forward corrupting the next experience or next state of being even me i had to learn this because once you start you know this you know, lecturing and things like that it gets into your nerves whether it was required or not in any environment i was on the lecture mode something happening you know did somebody ask did somebody seek your opinion and i realized it then i took the <clears throat> wow what is the wow that i would not speak in that lecture mode unless there is a mic in front of me i had to do it consciously because that role that cap i was not able to put it aside on the flip side
took the second vow. Now, once I get the mic, should not become a maikasura. Consumed, possessed by that mic. Similarly, various roles. If you take them as roles and present that role in the most model perspective. And once that role is done, withdraw from it, remove that cap, adorn yourself into a new environment. This I have said with several examples. Before you eat, do you wash your hand? Thank you. After you eat, do you wash your hands? Why do we do that? Simple etiquette that we have picked. Why do we do it? We get in clean, get out clean. As you are there, relish it. But once you are done, get out clean. After eating, do you take mukhwas? Mukhwas, mint or uh, somph or whatever you call it. Why? You don't want even in the smell, the reminiscence of the earlier experience. Physically very, very clean. Can we continue that into the spiritual level as well? Take a role, get into the role clean. When you get out of the role, switch it off and move clean. Because Paramatma, in spite of taking all these serious roles, fulfilling being the creator, sustainer and the destroyer, does not get contaminated by these gunas or get limited by these gunas. Putatma. <clears throat> Paramatma. Cha. What is he next? He is also known as Param Atma. Param Cha Atma. He is the essence Atma. Not like us which is limited. See, between us and Param Atma, there is not much of a difference. The only difference is, He is all powerful, all knowing and all pervasive. Whereas we are limited pervasive, limited knowledge and limited Shakti. Why? Once Mahatma gave a very beautiful definition, a difference between Jivatma and Paramatma. <coughs> Paramatma has all Shakti and no desires. Whereas Jivatma, as all, we have all desires and no Shakti. A simple change. How much more in simplicity can it be said? Putatma Paramatma cha. What does Paravatma mean? Karya Karana Vilakshana. That in whom 
there is neither the cause nor the effect. Sustains the cause and effect, but is beyond both cause and effect. There is another beautiful definition of Paramatma. We can call that as Paramatma which is Nitya Shuddha Buddha Mukta Swarupaha. This comes even in our Gurudev's 108 names that we worship. <clears throat> Nitya Shuddha Buddha Mukta Swabhava. We can call that entity as Paramatma. And for lack of words, I am using the word entity. <coughs> that which is eternal, Nitya. Now the word Nitya, that which is eternal, that which is in the past, present and future, brings its own limitation. Say for example, if there is water, few days in a container. What happens to that water? It starts, I mean, good if it evaporates, but it becomes stale. And after that it starts smelling and stinking. So, anything that starts getting towards that nityatva, there is some ashuddhi that gets in, impurity that develops in. So, in order to remove that, so the next word is Nitya Shuddha. Though it is eternal, there is no impurity of any kind in that eternal entity. Nitya Shuddha. Then we may say that, you know, there is <coughs> something that we see in nature which is Nitya and Shuddha also. All these different mountains that we see, they have been there for ever. And they have maintained their size and shape forever without getting changed, without getting corrupted and there is no ashuddhi in it. So, to remove that jadatva, inertness from nitya and shuddha, the third word used to explain Paramatma is Buddha. Buddha, that it is not inert, that it is Chaitanyavanta, a conscious, eternal, pure entity. Nitya, Shuddha, Buddha and Mukta. Mukta. That which is constantly in a state of liberation. That which cannot be bound by any time or space. Time and space come into picture only when mind comes into picture. Mukta, that which is not a topic of discussion of the mind. Because mind can function only in the realm of time and space. When the mind is off, where is time, where is space? 
Is there any time? Is there any space? In fact, when the mind really gets into that slumber, no time, no space does matter. It can sleep even through the class. Now, while you are in that deep sleep, is there time and space as a concept? Where does that time and space come into picture? Only when, when that mind is active, that it starts recognizing patterns through time and space. And Paramatma is that which is conscious of that time and space, but he is not bound, he is not in the realm of time and space. Hence, therefore, Mukta. Nitya Shuddha Buddha Mukta Svabhavaha. <clears throat> Putatma Paramatmacha Muktanam Paramagatihi. And that being the essential nature of this entire creation, that being the essential nature of you and me, that alone is worthy of worship, that alone is the goal of our life. Nothing less than realizing that truth alone. Why? Because in and through our interactions with things, beings and various time and space, what we are searching for is Nitya Shuddha Buddha Mukta Swarupa, which these things, beings and time and space cannot provide. And the only thing that can provide it is in unison with that Paramatma. Mukta Naam Paramagatihi. <coughs> Avyayaha Purushaha Sakshi Avyayaha Avyayaha That which does not have Vinashaha and Vikaraha Vinasha Vikara Navidyate Yasmat That which cannot be destroyed or that which cannot be modified when you add culture into milk milk is not destroyed it is transformed is paramatma something that can be modified like that no there is no vikara and then there is no vinasha there is nothing that can destroy paramatma in Bhagavad Gita, there is a shloka that says in second chapter, Nainam chindanti shastrani, Nainam dahati pavakaha, Nachainam kledayantyapaha, Nasoshayati marutaha. There are four reasons when something can be destroyed. Through four reasons. Which are the four basic elements. Earth, water, fire and air. When these four cannot contaminate even the space, the fifth element, can it destroy that Paramatma? 
that which is the conscious principle supporting that space. When the four elements which can create destruction can that Paramatma which is supporting that subtle space which the space is not contaminated with these four elements can that Paramatma be destroyed? Hence therefore eternal avyayaha purushaha purushaha we have seen yesterday also the word Quite extensively we had seen it when we had started with this. So, I am not covering that portion again. Sakshi. Sakshi. <coughs> Sakshi means sa akshi rupena. Sakshi very loosely translated witness. <coughs> In the court of law, the witness is called Sakshi. Why? And they also add Pratyaksha Sakshi. That which has been perceived directly by that witness. Pratyaksha. Aksha means eyes. Sakshi. Seen with his own eyes. Now Sakshi here means that which is constantly aware of everything. We may try to hide various things inside. Can we hide it from our own consciousness? Nothing can be hidden from that Paramatma. Why? He is Sarva Sakshi. He is a constant witness of everything that we do. Even in secrecy that we do. He is a constant witness. Where is he witnessing from? Is, it beyond, is he beyond the clouds? No, he is just beyond the clouds called mind. He is that consciousness who is observing every slight movement within and without. Sakshi. Kshetragnyaha Aksharahacha. In 13th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavan says, Kshetragnyam chapimam vidhi sarvakshetreshu bharata. What is a kshetra? Anything that can be recognized with the word as this is called kshetra. And the one who cognizes it, the one who recognizes it, the one who knows it is called when you are in the farm, you are seeing that farm. Kshetra, seer of that Kshetra. I see you, so you are my Kshetra. You are seeing me, I am your Kshetra. Both of us can see this, all this that we have. This is our Kshetra. Who is it that is recognizing it? Is it the eyes? Is it the mind? Is it the intellect? Is it that consciousness 
because of which this perception is able to happen. So, whichever kshetra that we are in, whichever field that we are in, without losing that balance of being the kshetra, kshetragnya, go through any responsibility, go through any field, it should not distract. It should not create that pressure, tension, as long as we are with that attitude or perspective of conscious witness of everything. Kshetragnya. <clears throat> and this Kshetragnya is also called Aksharaha. Aksharaha, that which does not. Kshara, Kshara meaning that which does not uh, deplete itself. That which always remains constant, Aksharaha. So, that which is Aksharaha is the Kshetragnya alone. Tattvamasi is indicated here. Kshetragnya is this conscious principle here in this body. Akshara is the that supreme. Evacha. Evacha meaning these both are not two or not different. To understand this is the purpose of life. So, one may very maturely ask, if I get this, you know, if I understand that this Paramatma and me are the same, what will I get? As I already stated, Nitya Shuddha Buddha Mukta Swarupa. And that is what we are searching for in and through all our relationships, things, beings and every interaction. We are guaranteed of that. So we will stop here and then continue next week, not next week sorry, next month another week. So as I said this cannot be completed in 5 days, the strike rate is too high, it is almost like 200 shlokas, uh, 200 words per day in one and a half hours is unimaginable. So I was not going for it anyway, so we will do it at leisure. So, we will do it few words per month and my only request is may you contemplate and meditate on these words again and again. <clears throat> so, since we conclude there will be a Guru Dakshina program so you can come and offer it. Om Purnamadaha Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vasishyate Om Shantashant Shantihi Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyonamha Harihi Om If I may 